We're live. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Let's Talk About It with the Empowerment Duo. I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And I am Brian Keith McNeil. And this is Let's Talk About It with the Empowerment Duo. Today is Friday, babe. I'm glad it's Friday, too. I'm it's Friday. Friday. It's Friday. That means that we are six days away from vacation. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That means we're close to our vacation. We're taking vacation on the 21st of this month. That's right. And I love vacation countdowns. And also what that means on Friday is it's all about you. It's all about you. Shout it out. We want you to shout out your businesses. Post your link of where you are. Let us know the link to your e-commerce. Just let us connect with you so that we can call you out and share our audience with you. And while you're at it, you might as well comment, like, share. And if you're catching us on YouTube, subscribe so that you don't miss us because we're going to be here. So why let us be here by ourselves? And we do have a guest today as well coming up around 930. Around 930, around 930. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. What's good with you? What's good with you? Hey. So this morning, we do have a topic, honey. The topic is... What will your legacy be? Yes. Why did you say that? Funny you should say that. Because that's what I was reading about yesterday. What are you not talking about it? We were talking about it, my love. Okay. I got an itch. Uh, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. Uh, we were discussing that different people have different ideas of what, what legacy is, is right? Because some people believe legacy is a financial mm -hmm. legacy, right? Some people believe that it's a spiritual legacy, the legacy of our church, like um, uh, Canaan. Not Canaan. Well, Canaan is a legacy also, but... um. You know what I'm talking about. New Covenant. Yes. That's the legacy church. Right. That's, yeah, a that's down from father right. to son. Exactly. Or a legacy could be education. I would like to believe that my uh, stepmom <laughs> gave us all the legacy of education and faith. Um, and when I say education, I mean I'm seeking after knowledge, not necessarily degrees. Um, good morning, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Happy Friday to you. Aren't you going to be on Melissa's show soon? Next Wednesday, actually, I'll be on Melissa's show. Wednesday. Can I? I don't know why I can't um, I? do a watch party anymore. Oh, I don't know, babe. So go ahead and make sure that you comment, like, share, and invite. I know I don't even have to say that to Melissa because she's going to be on her job inviting people. Invite someone who you think would benefit from a little bit of morning motivation because Let's Talk About It has a three-pronged focus. Personal conversations, business information, spiritual inspiration. inspiration. Little bit of shenanigans thrown in. That's what we're going to talk about. You got to yeah. say that's it because Melissa will have to have that's it. And that's it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Melissa, thank you. She says she's so excited to have Paul Paul B on the next Wednesday. So that, I guess that means you better have your story for Melissa. I got stories. I got stories for days. Melissa, so he's stingy with his stories after a while. When we were first dating, Brian would come to Courtney with a pocket full of stories. I would sit on the end of my bed. Oh, it don't matter. And I told you that when we were dating, <laughs> I could hear the same story 50, 11 times and I would still enjoy it. But sometimes um, things we're talking about or something that we see will remind me of a story I haven't told in a while. But these stories actually um, can be part of legacy. They are part of um, legacy. Useful fiction, even if they're not true. If it's useful with a point to the story, like the frogs, the Calabarius frogs, things they like that. They were the ones that I was just thinking about also, mm -hmm. the frogs. That I didn't. Do you believe the frogs actually yelled, help, help, help? 
doesn't matter, but it's useful fiction. But how also the the art of storytelling is also a legacy. Mm -hmm. um, there are some traditions that the storyteller in the family was responsible for passing down oral tradition. And names for those people too, who, mm -hmm. who were keepers of the story. Yes, mm -hmm. but you know who I think is is has got a little bit of that legacy in her from you. Who was that? Summer. My granddaughter. Summer's going to be a storyteller. Yes. So. I see storyteller in her. She, she loves likes to create stories, to on, the create stories <laughs> on the fly. And honey, don't try to connect them dots because you'll lose your mind. But <laughs> but it's still you must a ask my granddaughter to tell us a story. And she went in. She, she started one place and <laughs> Let me pull a little piece from over there. Let me grab a little bit from over there. But it was, um, I thought it was also a testament to the fact that her parents have read stories to her. Absolutely. So she understands that something about she stories. She did. Mm -hmm. She did. There was a bit of beginning and middle. She still, uh, she was only four at the time. So she's got to master the end. Because I think that story was the song that doesn't end. Mm -hmm. It just goes she on. And it, so. She did. It was wonderful. Julie Ray Hammondtree, we discussed last week that her book will be a bit of oral tradition or oral history when she is capturing, well, it'll be written, obviously, mm -hmm. but written in such a way that it will become oral legacy for the family, awesome. you know, for the children to read to the children's children and the children's children and on and on and on. I got to say something. Um, Lisa and I have been eating um, differently the last two days. Today's going to be the third day. Today is the third day, honey. Well, let me say, we may have to keep it up because, um, um, today is the first day I moved two cars this morning so that they and could, you're not over breathing and I was able to walk like myself. Wow. You know, even just the walking was, um, I felt lighter. I felt more erect. I almost felt, dare I say it, taller. Ah, what you say. <laughs> because of what we've been eating. We've been eating. A, a, go ahead and explain to them. Yeah, we've the been, diet. well, it's been a little more restrictive than I want to continue for the rest of our lives. With, okay. But I do believe that I want to continue to increase the amount of roughage because we've eaten for three days. We have eaten cabbage, cabbage, <laughs> cabbage, cabbage. We have had a head of cabbage per day. I'm saying. An entire head of cabbage, <laughs> half a bag of kale. Yes. Every day. Last night, we had to throw in a little bit of asparagus because I don't know. I just needed a different something in my mouth. Cabbage and yogurt. That's Cabbage, it. kale, yogurt. Good God. That's I'm about all we've eaten. But I do feel less pressure on my back. And my <laughs> well, good. Hey, Ms. Vivian. Good morning. It's Sky. Is Sky? Sky? No, it's not Summer Sky. It's summer rain. Summer it's rain. violet sky. Oh, violet sky. Those are my, yeah, those two are of my granddaughters. I got three more grand. I mean, three. Yeah, three more granddaughters. Yes, and one grandson, the lone wolf. Brandon. One grandson right here <laughs> in Charlotte, actually. Yes. So um, this is Friday, and Friday is still a work day. But also, you know, I woke up today um, feeling better. I think, and it has to do. I have to attribute it to what we've been eating. Yeah, I think so. I actually, and and I I don't want to get ascribe too much to it because it's not a quick fix. But I actually believe that my skin looks different. Mm -hmm. It looks it looks just more vibrant you know? in those yeah in those like couple of days of just uh, cabbage. Have I made cabbage steaks? No, I didn't make cabbage steaks. It's a cabbage steak. Slice it in a steak. Put. Teriyaki sauce on it, grill it on both sides, and pretend. It's I would eat it. Good enough I imagination. Would it, I would eat it to pretend. Um, 
Yes, I would. But I saw, I heard a doctor's thing on the interview with a doctor on the radio. And she was talking about how if you've been eating bad, like high carbs, junk food for a while, mm -hmm. the first apple you eat after you've been eating bad for a while, eat one apple. Your body welcomes that nutrient. I believe it. Right away. Violet Sky is the new baby, Miss Vivian. You Violet know the baby. answer to these empowerment questions. Empowerment trivia. <laughs> you do empowerment show trivia. Empowerment trivia. <laughs> Violet Sky is my, well, next to my youngest grandbaby. No, Violet is the youngest. Oh, no, she's she's the last one. Um, I thought, um, yeah, she's. Violet there. has only been here for like two months. She's a Corona baby. Okay, cool. <laughs> but the, her, Violet Scott's older sister is my granddaughter, Summer Rain. Summer Rain. Mm -hmm. and then yeah. we got the other three. Got Aubrey, Aubrey just Jordan. had a birthday on the 15th. Aubrey Jordan. I mean, on the 14th. And then we got Carly. I don't remember her last name, middle name. And the last one was Carson. Okay. Yes, Carly and Carlson. Oh, you need your Genesis. In the comments, there is an email address where you send your request to be a guest on our show. Just go ahead and send an email to admin at ePublishU, and we will try to schedule you. We'd we'll love to have you on. This week, you and I both had very interesting clients to talk with, mm -hmm. stimulating conversations with a lot of different people today, and I'm hoping the same for you. Absolutely. Um, I'll say another thing, too, that's helping your skin out, baby. And I agree with you. Your skin is looking uh, more vibrant. Is your time on the bike? Oh, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She's been on the bike every day. She's been on the bike. Uh, actually, I'm, I've been on every day this week. But this year, and this is a big deal for me, I've missed three days this entire year so i've been 15. on yep so you've been on the bike 12 out of 15 days yep and i'm excited and i am excited 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 to we do have a guest today yes and we and he and his his he's an author and we're excited to bring him to you but we're going to be talking about legacy all morning and his books to me are really inspired by the desire to want to leave a legacy unto your children's children. That really should have been our lead off question. I think it was actually, mm -hmm. what is it that you're leaving here? Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that's going to outlive you? What's going to outlive you? I used to have a dream. Um, my daughter, Brianna, um, I knew. That from was Martin Luther King's legacy, natural. Yes. <laughs> But I, I knew when she was a toddler that she was going to be a businesswoman, okay? Because she could sell her Which dad's, one? Brianna. Brianna, okay. So I had a dream of, of building my business up and Brianna becoming the president of it. And yes, I love it. Like Les Brown is doing now with his daughter. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I'm trying. Like John Henry Johnson did with Ebony Magazine and his daughter. Mm-hmm. He but, took over the company. Absolutely. And shout out to... Um, our hearts and prayers go out to the Ford family. Shout out to uh, Mama Ford and the Ford daughters. But they actually have a legacy. Papa Ford uh, returned to source this week. Yeah, on the um, 11th. And But it was so powerful to me that Mama Ford's post thanks her husband for giving her 52 years. They were married for 52, 52 years. years. Now, he's gone on to be with And she didn't say... She didn't tell her husband goodbye. Mm -mm. She said, see you later. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Imagine that. And he left a legacy. He left a legacy to his daughters. Three beautiful daughters that are all independently running their own tire shops. He left them the legacy of business. And I think that that's wonderful. The business and faith. Yes. They got business and faith from their parents. 
And I think that that's a phenomenal well, legacy. Were wonderful models. Oh, too. absolutely. Um, absolutely. And Papa Forrest's later years, his health wasn't as good as it used to be, but his daughter's got a chance to and participate in mama helping take care of dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something to see. That yes, is something yes. to see. You can't, uh, you can't get sick. I don't. I don't want to have to see you sick. Well, if you yeah. did get sick, I would still take care of I you. I know. I I'm know. Good. I mean, if you couldn't walk or talk, I would still take care of you. I know you have taken care and of, and I would keep you. You know, so because I think Lisa's like that. <laughs> <laughs> we so, love it, love it, love it. So, what other kind of legacy is there? When yeah, we talked about. I, I mentioned. Financial. Let's yeah. get that out of the way first. Financial legacy, leaving. A financial legacy. I think it's important when you leave a financial legacy that you're not just leaving a pile of money. That's just my thought because a pile of money is going to dissipate without financial education being tied in with it. Napoleon Hill tells the story about how he got his name Napoleon, mm. and um, they had a he had a rich uncle. His dad's brother was very rich, and when they got pregnant with him, they were hoping that by naming him after his brother, that when his brother passed on, he would leave some money to the child. That's what they were hoping when they named the child, mm -hmm. okay? And- um, I've had people like that. Yes, they were hoping that would happen. Well, it turns out um, Napoleon gives uh, his creator thanks that that uncle chose not to give him any money mm -hmm. because he saw what happened to the kids that he did give the money to. He gave the money to his own children, and they ended up being useless, mean, low, unkempt, and they just wasted away their lives. Their lives never mattered. They never contributed anything to society. All they did was about living off of what daddy left them. And so did daddy leave them a good legacy? I would say no. He did not prepare them. He did not educate them. He did not instill with them good character. All he left them was money. And if all you're leaving is money, you're not leaving very much. No, you're not leaving. However, on the contrary, mindset. I believe that that a mindset legacy or an inquisitive legacy um, is worth volume. Curiosity, you know, willingness to learn, willingness to contribute. Bruce Lee has a great thing. Don't give your children toys as presents, okay? Give them something that will keep them. Teach them something instead teach them something. They'll stop playing with that toy. They'll get bored with that toy. Mm -hmm. But if you spend enough time to pour something into them, you know, that will outlive that toy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's catch up comments. Well, give us, give me a second, if you will, mm -hmm. um, to go ahead and take a pause for the cause. Okay. And we'll be right back in a moment. You're like a circle that floats around me, keeping me safe and sound. And when I fall, you've tied a rope to me You're blessing me every day I was down with an illusion That is this weekend on Saturday, the global, the global Domination Mindset Showcase 2021 is on and popping. Our speakers are queued up and chomping at the bit, ready to deposit some intellectual capital into your repositories so that you can be equipped to dominate 2021. Come to, come to it, but come ready to receive. Come with an empty cup, an empty bucket, ready to pour in. All the all the thought leaders have giveaways. They're going to pour with you. They're going to give it to you in bite-sized chunks, 10 minutes per speaker. That's all. And I promise you, these are going to be significant. I fully intend to drink up every drop. It's, yes, go ahead. 
I'm going to I'm going to absorb as much as I can because I know I'm going to learn something amazing. We have an amazing day of, of speakers and thought leaders. And it starts at 4 p.m. Now, it is free to attend. We will be live right here on the Empowerment Network, but it will not remain up. So if you're interested in the replay and if you want the gifts and prizes that come along with it, then you need to register at bit.ly. GDM 11621, and the address is on the bottom of the screen, so that you can be entered in to receive all of the amazing bonuses that go along with the with the conference that the speakers have so uh, have have been able to provide for us so that we can all continue to get our minds right for 2021 domination. I'm going to get everybody's giveaway. I'm going to watch everybody's presentation. I'm going to drink it up. And I encourage you to do the same. Absolutely. And this weekend is chock full of stuff because Arthur Lynette has uh, the MLK Extravaganza weekend. It starts on today, uh, the 15th, 16th, and 17th. And the link is on the screen. What does it say? I'm winning virtual, the I am winning virtual conference, wake up winning no matter what book launch. And we want to be able to support her. You will get the link and you'll, you'll, if you register, you'll get the, you'll be able to log into to it via Zoom. I thought you wanted to catch the comment. I do, I do, but I know we're missing some. Okay. Um, come and scroll, please. All right, Good morning, Charlon. Thank you that. for inviting her. Melissa, thank you for calling him out. Um, Melissa said, I requested that Paul Paul B bring one of his favorite stories. I also want a special request story of the frog in the hole. Absolutely. We read that. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. Thank you for calling him out. Um, Melissa, Dr. Deborah, legacy loyalty, a legacy of loyalty. That is a beautiful legacy. Um, Melissa says, you know, legacy is one of my favorite words. Your lessons become your legacies and the things you leave behind for the world to grow from. One legacy I will leave behind and that I will outlive, that will outlive me is my anastrophic mind. Was he trying to wave you down or something? I, I can't see that and read that at the same time. So I'm going to need you to do one or the other. Yes, I can. I can do them both at the same time. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you were trying to wave Lisa's attention. Yes. Um, scroll, scroll, baby. So, uh, Dr. Deb, I wasn't finished reading that, but that's okay. Uh, I am registered and ready. My wisdom and knowledge dropping video. Uh, videos and books are my legacy. I'm leaving. Good morning, Brittany. Happy Friday. Melissa also says she's going to leave behind an anastrophic mindset. I need for my kids to believe everything is working for their good. All things are working for my good. He's incredible. He's incredible. We're ready to go songs, baby. Okay. Miss Phyllis is here. Yes. Okay. I wish you would snap at me again so I can beat you up in public. Did y'all hear that? I said, I said, did we finish all the comments? Oh. Said, yes. I wish you would snap at me again so I can meet you up in public. That's what I said. Did y'all see what happened? Yes. I said, Bless his heart. I said, did we finish all the com comments, baby? That's all I said. And she leaped into, I wish you would. Make me bitch. What? <laughs> did y'all see that happen? 
Oh no, I'm not. See, see, see. This is what happens when she knows she tripping. She want to keep. She want to be affectionate when she knows she tripping. always, always. When always. She knows she tripping. Y'all saw that. Miss Phyllis is here. Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Uh, Melissa, we're so glad you joined us this morning. Got to take a sip of juice for Melissa's song. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. And Good yes, morning. I am excited to be on your show. That's next Wednesday at 2 p.m. I will be the special guest for Melissa's Melissa Price's podcast. Yay! Good morning, Arthur Lynette. And at this table, we sit. Making it legit. Because when Lynette hits the show, Oh, good morning to our friend, Arthur Lynette. How you doing, my sister? Yeah, baby. Julie Ray Hammondtree. It's Julie Ray Hammondtree. Find out what she means to me. Julie Ray Hammondtree. Find out what she means to me. Good morning, Miss Julie Ray Hammondtree. It's Dr. Deborah in the house. All right, you ready? Dr. Deborah. Healing and deliverance coach. My sister Brittany Thomas is here. It's Brittany, it's Brittany, it's Brittany, Brittany Thomas is Brittany, it's Brittany, it's Brittany, Brittany, it's your time. It's your time. Yeah. I, 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 all I do with the Britney song is "It's Your." I do right. It reminds me of a joke Arsenio Hall used to tell about um, Tito Jackson. You know, because yes. all those songs that Jackson Five sang, the only time Tito was audible on any song was on the song "Dancing Machine." You know, and he says, "She's a dancer, ma." She and that group of three, <laughs> but she's a dancer, ma. That's all his stuff. That's his part. That's she's his a dancer, part. ma. That is going Ms. to be Vivian's here. Okay, Arthur Lynette is going to be one of the speakers this weekend in her conference, and her topic is "Who Are Your Dream Killers?" She's so excited and a little bit nervous. <coughs> Let's pray for her. We are praying. Her nervousness for you. is good. That's your body chemically getting ready to do good. Miss Vivian. Uh, Vivian Reed is here, and now the show can go on. Oh, today you guys can catch Brittany Thomas on Lessons and Legacies at 2 p.m. today. Today. For laughter and shenanigans. Can't wait for the giggles. Amen. Uh, Brittany Thomas is going to be on Melissa Price Show today at 2 p.m. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, Dr. Deborah. She said, Lisa, you hit that note today. Yes, Dr. Dr. Deborah. Healing and deliverance coach. That's right. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Good morning, Glenda. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate all of you taking your time out of the day. Yes, happy to have you this morning. And sharing you. what your legacy is and what it is going to be and how, how important it is, is it to you to leave a legacy. I think they're putting some thought to it. I'd also want to make sure that we have time today to cover because we do have a guest. But this is Friday, and we do, Lisa and I, we encourage you to be on a, especially you entrepreneurs, to be on a Monday through Friday work schedule. 
Monday through Friday work schedule. If you're an entrepreneur and anything you do on the weekends, consider that just bonus. Bonuses. But your real work happens on a five-day work week. Okay. Uh, Lee Iacocca said it many years ago, if you can't get your work done in five days, it's an admission that you're poor at managing your time. Absolutely. <laughs> so put yourself on it. But that means that you have these two days to end this week to have some recreation, recreation, to prepare for a whole new week. We really don't want you to make one week run into the next, run into the next, run into the next. That's not how this game's supposed to be played. So end this week. Absolutely. Week end. Week end, <laughs> week end. So what is your legacy? What do you perceive to be uh, what you believe you want to leave behind for your for your as your legacy, and have you finished uh, building it, or have you even thought about what it's going to be? I know it's not. Um, I want to leave. I'm going to leave my books. I'm going to leave my thoughts. I'm going to leave all of my spiral notebooks, and I've got boxes of them. I imagine when I'm gone, someone in my family, maybe even a grandchild, will discover all these handwritten notes that Grandpa took, and over years' time. What was he thinking? I imagine they're going to catch because I write um, not only stuff for my business, but sometimes just a, a creative thought will cro or a question. Sometimes I'll just write a question because I find it interesting and I capture it in these spiral notebooks. Lisa's also a spiral notebook person. Um, when I was in my 20s, I heard that successful people use spiral notebooks and I started doing it, too. Absolutely. So for me, one of the things that I believe is my legacy is that you can recreate that. that I want my. I want those that are connected to me to know that you can recreate and redevelop and reinvent yourself as often as you want for as long as you want. I love it. That's a great legacy. I think that I received that legacy from my grandmother. She went through so many iter iterations of success in different mediums throughout my life. And actually, I, I think she got it uh, through her father, my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather was 96 when he got his last degree. He was still working in the health department, uh, or he was just working. He wasn't working there all his life. He was working in the health department from the time that he was 90 until 96. Amazing. Field, uh, doing field TB tests. Yeah. At 90 years old. At 90 years old. First of all, I don't know if I want a 90-year-old sticking me with nothing. But... <laughs> The fact that he was out doing it, driving four miles an hour, because he would used to drive real slow and go from house to house. Brittany says, my week ends. I definitely relax Saturdays and Sundays, and my phone goes on do not disturb. Um, <laughs> you may have to do that. Um, you may have to put your phone on D&D. &D. Sometimes I put my phone on D&D &D even in the middle of the day sometimes because I'm not in the mood to receive a call mm -hmm. or, or get a notification. You know, because my mood might be weird. Maybe I'm hungry, hangry, something, so to speak, you know. Uh, I don't want to take another thing right now. Hangry. That's Hank. Hank is Brian's hangry persona. Uh, I'm surprised. Yes, I too find that my journals and books are a legacy to leave, a way for my kids to always feel close to me, even after I'm gone. Yeah. I want them to know my heart and my spirit and to hopefully carry on my mission of love in this world. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. A legacy of creativity. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother was a, uh, she was an artist of multi-mediums. She did acrylic, she did sculpting, and she also did stained glass. I love that. And she evolved those things in the latter years. I mean, in her seventies. 
in her 70s. And so when so and for me, the thought is so many people, and this is really why I love working with women 40 and up, is so many people want to count it out. Oh, I'm almost 50, I'm almost 60, you know, I'm almost 40. And they, they think that whatever I haven't done I'm yet. 50, my life is passing by. Girl, you just got born. Whatever I haven't done yet, I can't do. And that is not true. That is not true. I was in my 50s when I started. Was I 50 yet when I started this business? Not yet. Not, not yet. Um, Linda Tay says, love that. Recreate yourself. That is me. And I believe you, my sister. Bella. Absolutely. So um, you can. One of the legacies, one of the things that Lisa and I came to the realization of um, early in our relationship and has made all the difference is we don't have to wait for someone else to book us or hire us or to do stuff for us. If, no, if we, didn't, we didn't have to wait for that. We could create our own events. And we did. We create our own events. We create our own opportunities to shine. And that has made all of the difference. Absolutely. Uh, Glenda says, always willing to try something new. Absolutely. Being willing to try something new, being willing to do something that you may have um, been uncertain of in the past. A quick story before our guests come on here, because willing to try something new. In the President Harding administration in the early 20s, this country, they had a groundswell of people happening in the United States where they believed that everything that was going to be invented was already invented. So we no longer need the expensive U.S. patent office. So some politicians wanted to shut down the patent office because they had everything that they need. Mm. I mean, they had kerosene to light the houses. They had horse-drawn carriages. You know, we didn't need anything else, okay? Harding administration, and they had put it actually put it to a vote. Mm. And the vote came within three votes of passing. It didn't pass. They kept the U.S. Patent Office. But if they had passed that, shut down the Patent Office, we may have difficulty of having lighting like we have right now, cars like we have right now, planes like we have right now. All these kinds of things happened because people, some people thought everything that was going to be invented was invented, but it wasn't. And the question comes back to, have you shut down your Patent Office? Have you shut down the idea that you can't recreate or something new can come into your world? Absolutely. Thank you for the reminder, uh, Melissa. Today on the Empowerment Network at 11 a.m. with William Brown, one word conversations. And the word of the day is here. His special guest is none other than Lessons in Legacy Diva herself, Miss Melissa Price. So make sure that you tune in 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Empowerment Network on the Empowerment Duo page. It's about that time. About that time. Bring up our brother. It's been a long time. Should have left you without a strong rhyme to step to. Think of how many weak shows you slept through. Time's up. I'm sorry I kept you. Think of that. Keep repeating the mist. <laughs> we are bringing to the stage himself, um, our author, our new friend, uh, Mr. Michael A. Carson. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, Brother man? Brian. Sister Lisa. How you guys doing? We're fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. So you know we're excited over here. Well, <laughs> we got you on here for a reason. Lisa loves the whole thing. But before we get into our questions to you, we want to yield you some time to please introduce yourself however you would like. Oh, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Michael A. Carson. I grew up in Queens, New York. I uh, lived there my whole life until um, I graduated high school. I moved, well, I went to college at HBCU at Virginia State University. 
I graduated and I currently reside in the ATL. Uh, I live in Atlanta with my wife and uh, my son, Matthew, and uh, work as a government analyst. And I actually co-founded a uh, publishing company with my wife, Double Infinity Publishing. And I am an author of three non-fictional books. Talk about it. I want to hear about your books, especially the latest. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my three titles, are all they're all themed around African-American history. Uh, the first one is African-American Inventions That Changed the World. It's so fitting. You were just talking about patents, Brother Brian. And, um, you know, this book uh, covers 42 inventors and... Uh, can't wait to talk to you about that one. I want it. I want it. <laughs> that is up Brian's alley. He loves history. I do. He absolutely <laughs> loves history. I do. And I want your book now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. My, please. my second book is Today in African American History. It features every single day of the year, 366 days. I added the leap year day. Uh, my third book. Wait, wait. Is it features three, all the days. What do you mean features? What do you mean? It features the um, historical events and accomplishments that happen every single day of the year in African-American history. Oh, I that want that awesome. too. I want He's going to want that. You already, now, now I know what I'm getting him for his birthday. I'm getting him a box set. <laughs> We're not going to wait for my birthday. I'm going to order those things today. I'm going to order my books today. I'm going to contribute to your economy and order my books. So go ahead. What's the third one? And the third one is actually kind of special to me. I co-wrote this third book with my son. It's um, African-American Musicians That Change Music Forever. It covers 100 legendary artists that created wow. the soundtrack of our lives. And as you two know, as well as anybody, you guys love music. And everybody I know love music. So all three books... Um, and all three publications are just a piece of African-American history. And when you talk about legacy, you know, you read these books, you're going to find out things you just never knew. And that was Man, my goal. I can't, I'm excited about your books. Absolutely. Um, they seem fun and interesting. We've already got some people that are saying, I want those books. Uh, you already heard Brian say, I want those books. You can order those books. Just go to bit.ly slash Michael Carson and the M and the C need to be capitalized. It's case sensitive bit.ly slash Michael Carson. And you can order all three of them right now. Yes. Um, I'm going to get my books. Um, now let me, I'm going to ask you some questions, bro. Is it okay? Absolutely. Yes. Because I'm looking at your face, man, and I know it's hard to tell sometimes, but you look younger to me. Oh, thank you for the compliment. Um, I'm uh, 44 years old. You gotta be joking. Wow, you're a grown up. I thought you was probably in your 30s, man. <laughs> well, I gotta know, man. Um, first off, thank you for putting these works together. They took some time, they took some research. I appreciate you. So, what was the impetus that made you write the first book? Why? Well, um, the books, my first book was inspired actually because of a conversation with my son Matthew. He, uh, at the time, was seven years old and he was doing a uh, report for school. And the report was for Black History Month, and it was geared around invention, inventors. So at the time, I really didn't know 
too much about you know African American inventors and what they contributed. So we did what most parents do. We did research. We went to the library. We we found everything we could find, and besides him, I was just blown away by what you know African American inventors have created. You know, in, in the brilliant minds and what they did. I learned about people, for example, like uh, Louis Latimer. He invented yeah. the Phillips in the light bulb in 1881. Thomas Edison, that's right. Yep, mm -hmm. he worked. With Edison. He was actually um, worked in a patent office where Edison introduced the light bulb, and mm -hmm. he improved uh, by yeah. Edison's, light, Edison's light bulb kept exploding, and um, because of the filament. And uh, Louis Lattimore had a filament made out of copper, I think, that made it work. Yes, sir. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned about people like. Uh, Dr. Patricia Bath, she invented the first, she was the first African-American to invent a medical patent in 1981. She invented the tool to remove cataracts from the eyes during surgery. Really? Wow. Yep. Love it. And they still use her invention today. Uh, Dr. Henry T. Sampson, he invented the technology to go in the cell phones. Cell phone technology would not exist if it wasn't for him in 1971. Yep. Um, and he's still alive too, um, uh, right? Unfortunately, he passed away not too long ago. Okay, I saw a commercial. I thought it was him, but go ahead. Um, and you guys are New Yorkers, also. Yep. Yes. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from the Bronx, which is the real part of New York, Brooklyn. But I was actually <laughs> born in Queens. I was actually born in Queens, but I didn't spend any time there. Just I have family in Queens, uh, Jamaica, Queens. Um, I was a Baisley Park legend. You know, playing basketball out there. Yeah. Well, I'm also a Queens native, and you'll be happy to know a lot of these inventors came out of New York. Um, yes. Thomas, Thomas Jennings was actually, he in 1821, he was the first African-American to receive a U.S. patent, and he invented dry cleaning in Manhattan in 1821. <laughs> I love uh, it. I love the book of the inventors. And I also, actually, I love your book of um, great moments in African-American history on each day of the year. Oh, yeah. Because every single day, especially if you have children, every single day, say, what did we learn, accomplish today? Or what does our history tell us today? We're going to feature that one for Black History Month. Well, we're going to have a um, showcase yeah. next month. Yeah, absolutely. We're having a showcase on February the 6th for authors, uh, for Black History Month's authors that are celebrating and uplifting the um, African-American image. All three of his books really wonderfully feature, I mean, the inventions, the days, and the music. Yeah, but I was talking about like, so on Black History Month- I'm talking about every day of that month. For our show, yeah, if we just pulled up one of the- uh, Like on the 1st of February, 2nd of February? Yeah. Would you be cool with that? But that's Absolutely. referring to your book the whole month. Yes, I really appreciate you guys, and I would absolutely be cool with that. Um, you know, since these books were released, all three publications have resonated with so many people. Uh, that was my hope all along, that the stories of the individuals mentioned would connect with people of all backgrounds uh, all across the world. Uh, they have been picked up by 13 African-American museums here in Fantastic. the U.S., two in the, U the United Kingdom. So um, yes, they, they, they are very special and um, 
the stories resonate with so many people. Um, speaking of that book, with uh, it features about five or six events a day for every single day of the year. Uh, wow. For example, Sister Lisa, you just had a birthday on the 12th. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what happened on your birthday. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> your birthday in... 1939, singer and actress Ethel Waters became the first African-American singer to appear on television. She was the first to star on and appear on her own show, The Ethel Waters Show. Waters was the second African-American uh, after Hattie McDaniel to be nominated for an Academy Award. She was also the first to be nominated for an Emmy Award in 1962. Hold on. So that, Before you go anywhere, hold on, because I love that. Uh, for extra points, what movie was Hattie McDaniel nominated for an award? I know that. I know you that. know it, but I want someone to put it in the comments. <laughs> first come, first serve. Hattie McDaniel, what movie did she get an Academy Award nomination for? Okay, please continue, sir. Should I say her line? Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> uh, a couple of other things happened on your birthday as well. And, um, uh, Barry Gordy founded Motown on your birthday in 1959. Uh, Al Green was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 95. Oh, on your yeah. So, you know, every day of the year, I include things like that. Uh, well, Brother I Brian, do my birthday now, man. Brother Brian, I didn't forget about you. Your birthday okay. is November. <laughs> Good morning, Brenda. Thank you for joining us. You guys need to go ahead and throw something in the comments. Let us know if this is resonating with you. If you want them to look up your birthday or if you're just finding it interesting. And don't forget to put your answer to the question, what movie did Hattie McDaniels get the Academy Award for? We were talking with our author and friend of ours, Michael A. Carson. He's written three amazing books. Please, um, Michael, say the titles of all three books of you again before we go into my birthday, please. Yeah, absolutely. The first book is titled African-American Inventions That Changed the World, um, Influential Inventors and in Their Revolutionary Creations. The Thank second you. book is titled Today in African-American History, uh, 366 Days of Historical Events and Accomplishments. And the third book is African-American Musicians That Changed Music Forever. 100 legendary artists that made uh, created the soundtrack of our lives. Now, Michael, our, our show contributors about to work you to death, it looks like, because they're throwing <laughs> up birthdays, man. They want to know. Absolutely. Julie Way for the win. Gone with the wind. That's right. Gone with the wind. Yeah. And the line is... I don't know nothing about no baby. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So we got to do November 25th. Please. Brother Brian, on your birthday in November 25th, in 1939, George Crockett Jr. became the first African-American attorney with the U.S. Department of Labor. He also served as the national vice president of the National Lawyers Guild and co-founded the first racially integrated law firm in the United States. In 1972, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives for the state of Michigan. Wow. Um, that occurred on your birthday. A um, couple of other things. Uh, if you're a boxing fan, the um, Sugar Ray Leonard 
and Roberto Duran Roberto fight. Roberto Duran too was on my birthday. On your birthday, the No Mas fight. 1980, yep. <laughs> Leonard Duran too, because they had the first one in June, and uh, Leonard got him back in November. And uh, Duran quit in round eight. No he loves history. I told you. He's, he's going to have these books on the nightstand. That's right. This is going to be a staple in the house. I'm going to have the um the, the days of the year in the bathroom, though. Absolutely. It covers the entire African-American experience with sports, education, science, technology, entertainment, the whole experience. So no matter what day you're on, uh, it's going to give you a history of about five or six events. Um, the reason I chose 366 days is uh, because of, you mentioned Hattie McDaniel on February the 29th in the year of 1940, she was the uh, first African-American to win the Academy Award for Born with the Wind. Yeah, and she was all, She appeared in over 300 films during her career and she was the first African-American woman to sing on the radio. So it covers a lot of unknown um, historical facts about I a lot of it. unsung. Well, uh, Michael, yes, I gotta yes. say, um, thank you for being our guest today. I am a fan of yours now. Um, I very often <laughs> like to ask authors this question I'm about to ask you, because I believe that you become something different when you complete the process, to complete the project. Now, from you, I want you to think about the man you were the first day that you decided to write that first book to the man you are once you completed the third. How has it changed you taking these journeys, doing this research, and actually going through the process of publishing these books? How has it changed you? What did you become as a result of these projects? Oh, it's just been a tremendous journey. Um, it, you know, it's it's just unbelievable describing words uh, from day one. Uh, it just really started off as the uh, conversation with my son. And, um, you know, I wanted him to learn about things. You know, this wasn't taught in school when we went to school. They still um, not taught in school. Up, they never school. were taught in school. Okay. It is taught in school, you know, and... Uh, when we got lessons in uh, Black History, it was normally doing Black History Month in February. Yep. And, uh, you know, for me, in, in New York City, only thing they really kind of touched on was uh, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and, uh, yeah. and um, Rosa Parks. You know, what, and Rosa Parks. It wasn't that many historical figures. Right. But, you know, Today, with all the research that I've done and everything I've learned, I've met some incredible people throughout my journey. Uh, I've met um, our new vice president, Kamala Harris. We've met, she's actually mentioned in the book and uh, I told her that and she was thrilled. She's, you know, actually in the book itself. I've, I've met um, radio personalities like yourselves, um, uh, Michael Bazin I've met. I've met uh, heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson. I've met Iron Mike. Awesome. So, um, you know, it's been a tremendous, tremendous journey. And, um, you know, it's just, 
is just, you know, I can't describe in words, you know, how I felt from day one. Man, I am so excited and proud of you, man. Talk about legacy. That's what you got. <laughs> Miss um, Glenda Tate says, awesome books. I needed them last year for my church tutoring class, Black History Program. Wow. Um, Ms. Vivian got a lot of books. Okay. These are books you also need to have, Ms. Vivian. That's what you said. I have so many books to read. It's ridiculous. Yes. We if need you don't have these three books, you do need them. How can we get them again? Oh, I'll put that back uh, on the screen. The link is right here on the screen. I'm going to also put it in the comments so that it's clickable. But I'm telling you, Julie Ray said, I was the only white kid in the first African-American history in my high school. Wow. That's because that's you, Julie. You're that kind of woman. Yeah, Julie ain't going to let it pass with no BS. I know that once I get your books in my, and I'll take a picture with them. So I can send to you, okay, or email to you or text you or whatever. But I want you to see that Alicia and I have them, you know. Um, and I want all of you guys that get any one or all three of his books, please, 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 once you get it in your possession, take a take a picture of it and send it to Lisa or me or somebody. Absolutely. Um, post it on Facebook and tag us. And you can actually follow Michael or tag him uh, on Facebook. Let me put your Facebook link up there. It's... Uh, facebook.com slash ca.mike.98. You can connect with him there. And who we got? Oh, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Bill, Melissa has already filled in for you. Yep. You were late. And so You're Melissa did a job. <laughs> Melissa has already done it for you. Today's one word conversation is with Melissa Price and William Brown on one word conversations at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Empowerment Network. The word of the day is here. Right, uh, Michael, we have just a few more minutes left with you. And sometimes um, I don't get to ask you the question that gave you an opportunity to say something that you really want to leave with our audience. Is there anything that you would like to leave with our audience today or that you want to uh, parting shots, parting words that you want to leave with them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, today today's show is about legacy. And um, when it comes to legacy and uh these three books, i give you an example of a time when I spoke about legacy. It was uh, last February for Black History Month. I went to my, um, my son's school and we did a um, like an assembly in a gym for the entire fourth grade class. Uh, I um, talked legacy with the fourth graders and um, I thought about what I wanted them to take away from the experience. I partnered with... Um, State Farm Insurance, and we donated over 250 books to the entire class. Wonderful. And I thought about what I wanted them to take away. And, you know, I did this for Matthew, but I also did this for your children as well. And I wanted to, them to think about when they take away, when children read about, you know, Harry Tubman Shaw or Nat Turner's Bible or The Plain Flow by Tuskegee Airmen. I wanted them to know that um, you don't, I don't want them to be seen as somehow figures of larger than life, but just everyday ordinary people who did incredible things when they just put their minds to it. So I wanted the children to see themselves through these people and you know, they can accomplish anything they want in life. Amazing. Um, those, that work you did, Michael, is so important. 
Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, all three books, man, I think they're important. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to reading them myself. I'm going to need three sets of all three books. I was thinking that too. One for the bathroom, one no, for no, the, no, no, the no, bed, no, and no. one for downstairs. No, no, no. <laughs> one for uh, my daughter, Bree, and yes, my three children. That's true. One for my daughter, Kayla, and her three children. And one for, and one for um, Brother Brandon. Oh, we can have his here. Yeah. Okay. We so we need three sets. In that. We have seven children. I'm paying for two. <laughs> I'm going to pay for three cents. That's it. <laughs> but but that's we say that to say, get a copy, get a set for yourself, and then get one to bless someone else. Right, so for the whole household, not for all the kids individually. But no, for the household. Each one of those kids has a household. Right. None of them live here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm paying for three sets, man. That's it. <laughs> but and we just encourage you go to, to let you guys know. Huh? Oh, just to let you guys know, it's also available in audiobook. So, you know, you can listen to it um, as well. Or you can get the Kindle. Or you can just get a physical book. Absolutely. He likes, we both like physical tangible. And I want my kids to have a physical, because they got tablets already, okay? But I want them to at least be introduced to something to hold and turn yeah. and feel the vibrations of the actual book. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. We're going to have to say, uh, can you hang out for three more minutes in the green room with us? Michael? Michael, you there? We can't. We lost audio. We're going to go ahead and put you in the green room. I'm hoping you can stick around for three more minutes, please. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, my goodness. If you just tuned in, you need to go ahead and watch the replay and you need to order your own copies of Michael Carson's all three books. I don't think you can choose between any one right. of them. The African-American Inventions That Changed the World Today in African-American History and the final project or the last project, because I'm sure that there's going to be more African-American musicians that change music forever. You can get all three of these directly by going to bit.ly slash Michael Carson. And feel free to connect with Michael right here on Facebook, Michael Carson. It's facebook.com slash ca.mike.98. Um, I do want every parent to get those books because there is a void mm -hmm. in education about that. Um, I still remember Brian McNeil in the ninth grade. I mean, a fourth grade, nine years old. I was nine years old, first day of school when they give us our textbooks, and I was rifling through the textbook, <laughs> bless you, trying to figure out when they're going to show about in, in the history book, where in the history going to show anybody black. And I was nine years old looking forward to the slavery section. Black History Month. Because that's the only thing they talked about, the yeah. slavery stuff and Martin Luther King when I was growing up. Absolutely. As if we had no other history. So... I don't want that to be anyone else's reality going forward. Mm -hmm. So his books, I think, are very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bill, I was just picking on you for being late. Bill said, I just got off a sales call with someone in London. There's two reasons where your lateness is acceptable. <laughs> the first reason is making some money. And the second reason is you're getting some. <laughs> <laughs> if, so, you, if you're earning money or getting some. <laughs> You don't need an excuse. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> your excuse. Your excuse. So we're grateful that you made it. Uh, we hope that you. And that doesn't just go for Bill. That goes for everyone. Everybody. Else. Everybody and everywhere. There's two acceptable reasons for being late. Two acceptable reasons for being late. If you're either earning money 
or getting some. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> So be sure to tune in with Coffee Time with the Coach right here on the Empowerment Network on the Empowerment Duo page following us at 10 a.m. We are looking forward to seeing you on tomorrow for the global mind global domination mindset 2021 starting at 4 p.m make sure that you register if you have not already i've seen a lot of those registrations come in for all of the special giveaways that you will be able to receive after the programming and bill says duly noted (laughs) thank you guys have a great weekend enjoy and don't forget to have sex peace